and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Are you ready for a break? Yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, December 9th, 2022, Season 18, Episode number 87. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Life, and that's WBC Mortgage Studios. At the Star, we're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. And before we get started today, because today we're going to wrap up everything, get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Texans, I do need to quickly say a belated birthday on air to our very own Amber Garcia. Mm. We missed that? the birthday yesterday, but i got to say it publicly. Happy birthday, my yeah. friend. Wait a minute! You're, I thought you were the ninth. I thought it was today. No, eight. Eight. But oh, jeez! I worked with you yesterday. I was walking in here with the thought it was on the ninth. <laughs> it happens, Brian. Don't feel bad. It no, serious. Mine, oh. mine's Monday. Right. That's why, because I know it that, happens. and then yeah. I think Mickey's is like Mickey. the day Mickey. before. Uh, Hellman is next week on the fourteenth. Yeah, yeah, we used to have a run, run together yeah. when uh, our boss used to take us all to. Remember, we used to all go to like we go <laughs> so eat. Now this is back on me. Huh? Yeah, yeah. it's back yeah. on me. Okay. No, he remember he used to like okay, we we used to birthday things. We did the December celebration. Yeah, and then all of us in that one week i thought your birthday was today no and you know there was an opportunity for me to say something because you were like oh why are you dressed this way why are you so, like and i'm just not wanting to go around and announcing my birthday. announce your own birthday yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah even then i still haven't even posted anything of pictures or any kind on yeah. social Dang media it. Yet, so it's all good <laughs> <laughs> well, I swear birthday. I was going to say birthday something. Weekend, well, for, birthday weekend, birthday week. That's what I'm when saying. Yeah. Monday? Monday. Monday, right. yeah. yeah. But yeah. go ahead and forget it if you want. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, wait till Tuesday. Just tell him happy birthday on Tuesday. That worked. Damn, I, yeah. I swore. I was like, I know Ambar's birthday's coming up. and Because, again, it was all the row. It was, yeah, it was you, kind of back to back. M- yeah. Mickey, me, and then Hellman. Yeah. We're all, yeah. yeah okay. Big all one for Mickey together. coming up. Yeah, it is. What is it, 70? Yes, sir. Turned 59 on Monday. Big birthdays. Big birthdays. All right. But happy birthday, Amber. Thank you. All right. So let's jump in. Um, I did want to talk a little bit about Tyron Smith. Uh, He has returned to practice this week. What are we hearing about how he's looking and when possibly fans might be able to get a chance to see him play in a game? Um, I think he's – I don't know if he's going to play this week, but I think I do think they're kind of getting him ready. Yeah. Uh, the 21-day window is, has been opened with him this week, so he can come back this game if they, you know, if they have the roster spot or how, how they how they do it. But I think they're kind of ramping him up, and sounds like there was a you know they're trying to do that. They're they're trying to do that and, and give him you know some one-on-one reps. Um, uh, sounds like him and Tech McKinley had had a pretty good run spirited there. spirited um and you know with every competition there's a winner and i think tyron was the winner just from what yeah. it sounds like so a couple people have uh mentioned that uh that, yeah. that was the case yeah it, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very uh a dominant he's looking, around, he's looking pretty good yeah that's speak, a good way to put it i'll, I'll yeah. speak on what was open to the media and people everybody that was out there shooting video and things like that he's moving around like he didn't just go through what he just went through Mm. so physically he's starting to look just like good old 
Tyron Smith out there, he looks strong. He looks like he can bend, he can move around and do everything that he needs to do for his position. So me, I was kind of hesitant with the thought of him coming back and just being like, okay, what kind of shape is he going to be in, jumping back in, especially remembering that he was kind of struggling a little bit. And I used the word struggle very lightly because it's like, Struggle for Tyron Smith and yeah. what you expect from him, not from the NFL in general. So I was kind of hesitant with the thought of him, okay, what is that going to look like and is that going to mess up what they got going on right now? And now that I saw him, I'm like, oh, okay, screw it. Put him in. Let's see what he can do <laughs> yeah. out there because he looks good. Yeah, I think the week of practice was really good. They were excited. They, they had a plan. And I know that we've talked about it on this show leading up to, and I know that we talked about it on 105.3, the fan of kind of the timeline. And it was going to be about ramp up and then kind of get him to practice after the Colts game and then get him, you know, the Houston game, get him some of that work and then throw him in for the Jacksonville game. What will be interesting to see if it's full-on throw him into the Jacksonville game and have it, or this team has shown the ability Mm -hmm. to kind of rotate offensive linemen. Do you play him three series, Peters for three series, and then put him back in? How's that? Is it going to be a full game? So that's the next step that we need to figure out, that you know, come next Monday I think we'll have a better idea of how – they're going to want to play him. I know they want to get him involved with that Jacksonville game and get him ready for that Philadelphia game to maybe that's the game where he goes full on through uh, throughout the game. Yeah, it kind of feels to me like they may do the whole basketball. You see early yeah. in the season in the NBA, they kind of start figuring out the rotations. I kind of think they're going to end up doing something like that where even at the guard position, left guard position, like you may be looking at yeah, different combinations of giving McGovern some opportunities with, with Tyron when he's back and giving Tyler Smith some opportunities with him and then you yeah. kind of figure out what your rotation looks like and what yeah. who, what the best pairing is. You know what it, it's it's you know you say that and it's absolutely right. I, I don't think I don't think Connor McGovern has done anything for him to lose his job. You know, I think Connor McGovern has, you know, the Giants game. I mean, there was a struggle on that left side, I want to say, because of what the Giants were doing blitzing wise. And I don't think they had a whole hell of a lot of practice time getting ready for all the pressure they saw off that edge. I mean, they were over there, both him and, you know, Tyler Smith were over there fighting their rear off to try and kind of hold things together. But, you know, this isn't one of those things where you just say, well, oh, thank God, they're going to put Tyler Smith in their left guard because. McGovern has been poor. I don't think that's the case at all. I think they're in a situation right now, and I think that's why they're trying to kind of – they got some early look. They're like, okay, let's see what Tyler looks like. Maybe it might be a situation where we'll just keep McGovern at guard and if we can work Tyler Smith in and out of the lineup occasionally – but man, I I don't think there's anything anything wrong with what uh, Connor McGovern's done at, at left. And by the way, your center's playing a lot better too. I mean, your center. Just, I think the center had his best game last week. I really, really do watching him play. So uh, you know, the line's coming together, and you're right, a little bit like a basketball trying to figure out the rotation of the team. So that all being said, which way would you guys go at left guard right now? When Tyron's back, who do you think should be the guy that's out there with Tyron? Um, I also think there's another element too <laughs> is with the fullback. The, the 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 fullback yeah, situation yeah, where yeah. does McGovern add something there a lot more than McEwen or does McEwen add more because he also can play tight end and and it gives you some versatility or he can jump to in the that. kettle too when they need yeah him. He's, he's the kettle jumper yeah one of the yeah McGovern McGovern yeah, brothers McGovern yeah, jumps in there 
It'd be an athletic move it would for be. McGovern to get in there. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. No, I think he's sneaky athletic. Yeah, um, sneaky athletic. I think it'd be a viral video of maybe some disaster. <laughs> maybe some jumping, kind of hitting the shoulder, bouncing Face off. Face a little bit. Kind of feet up he in the air. In. You know, he can, not get out. They'd have to push the kettle over get and get in, him out. But does he get in and keep it upright? Yeah. Or does the That's whole thing lean That's what I'm saying. You, you, you kind of, that does your seem like foot gets caught on the edge, the lip, and now you're over the top. Yeah. And you're kind of you, fumbling around in there. Do you think Peters could get in? No. No. <laughs> It'd be fun to he see. He was a former tight end. It's true. So does have a little athleticism, I'm guessing. They put the, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it, you mentioned this about the uh, – you mentioned about the fullback stuff. But I, I just kind of feel like, though, maybe this is an opportunity to give – and it's probably going to sound terrible for everybody. Maybe this is an opportunity to give Tyler Smith a little bit of a break. You know, he's, you know, we talk about rookie wall, and mm-hmm. McCarthy talked about it today. And, you know, he played the entire training camp. You know, he played, he's played all season under immense pressure. I know the first five or six games, there was so much pressure on him because is this kid going to bust? Has he, can he play left tackle? Wait, he played left tackle at Tulsa. Well, he's, mm-hmm. he didn't play tackle at all. He played tackle, he played guard, and there was a lot of things. This might give him an opportunity. Maybe use him as the fullback guy some too. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a really athletic guy, and we see him on the sweeps and the pulls with and strength. With strength, yeah. exactly. So, it it might be an opportunity for them to pull back on him a little bit and just let him kind of catch his breath, and then and then you know and then in, incorporate him as need be. Would you guys worry about him taking a step back if not at all. he's not playing? As not much? at all. Not at all with him. He's a young guy. Young, smart guy. Yeah, that's the thing about it. He, he, he. to be honest with you, and I'm, I'm probably speaking out of turn here, I think he might welcome it. I know he wants to play, but there might be a time where, and he knows that Tyron Smith, uh, I mean, he was competing at, at left guard. He wasn't competing at tackle. Mm-hmm. He was thinking, how do I be a left guard? And I think it's good that he's playing. I think he's I think he's exceeded anything that we really thought about him playing. I know I did because there was, I was there, there really was a battle at left guard. There was a battle there, but you know between and there was a talk about McGovern, you know probably winning that job. So I if you if you could pull it back and give him a little break, but incorporate him when you need, like you say the the basketball rotation, or if him and McGovern kind of figure out the the fullback thing a little you know, bit. Initially, I wasn't too fond of the idea of just sliding Tyler to guard and then taking out McGovern because I'm like, okay, the least pieces that you can move around, the better if it's working. But then when Nick mentioned, again, the fullback situation in McGovern, and we've seen what that can look Mm -hmm. like before, and it has worked for the Cowboys, it got me to think, okay, that would be really interesting to see again, especially this part of the season where – most teams kind of know what you're doing. You've put a lot of your stuff already on film. Now you're talking about an element that you haven't really gotten out there. You can show more new things, uh, as well as like yesterday we were talking about Dak in yeah. the running game. In the running game, yeah. Start doing different things. Maybe you don't want to show everything and maybe save some things for the playoffs as well. But it'd be interesting if that's the spot that, and I would be interested to see if if Tyler Smith, his opinion, like would he say he he would be wanting to move back to guard and stay there and see how he feels confident you know confidence wise and all that but 
it's a good place to be in and to be able to be at this point of the season just kind of thinking about the different things that you can possibly do and for them to all kind of have a positive outlook. You're going to have three games. Well, I, I need to take a look at Jacksonville. But I know three games where you're going to have pretty good defensive fronts. When you talk about Philadelphia, Tennessee, and then also you know with the commanders at the end of the year. You know, I mean, that's... To me, I think you kind of that that would be the thing. Do you do you feel good enough about Tyler Smith playing left guard against those those tackles that you're probably going to have to face in those you know in those games? Yeah. You know, do you feel good enough? I mean, you, or would you want the experience of McGovern in there? You know, yeah. But I mean, nothing against either one of those guys that, on that left side. I, I think they've done a really nice job. Your right tackle's done a nice job. Your center's done a nice job. I mean. They they talk about continuity, but this team can afford to get away with it a little bit, you know. Good. All right, let's uh, let's go. Actually, we're gonna take our first break. When we come back from break, uh, we got some questions lined up from from fans out there. If you guys want to call us, you can also call us eight 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 five five two two nine seven again eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We'll be right back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. 
James Wright is your 2022 Cowboys Fan of the Year. James brings the spice to every Dallas Cowboys game, and now he needs your help to help him bring it to the Super Bowl. Vote for James to be given the ultimate title of NFL Fan of the Year, presented by Captain Morgan by casting your vote at NFL.com slash Fan of the Year. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break. We're live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at The Star. This segment presented by Blockchain.com. Let's take some questions from the fans out there. We got a question first from Duraco Rico. He says, will James Washington play this Sunday? What are we, what are we hearing about James Washington and his return? I think he's going to play. All right. He's going to play. I talked to him yesterday. He's, he's, he's ready to go. You excited? Yeah, he's excited. And also, he, he, he told me, he was like, that, well, you know, he doesn't know all of the routes, obviously, yet. I mean, because he hasn't practiced a whole lot, but expect him in his speed. He's a down-the-field threat guy. I think when you see him out there, he'll have some. He'll take some shots down the field, and that's something that we really haven't seen yeah. uh, a lot of here. You know, lately with with you know, they don't throw it down the field a lot. Are you shocked that they haven't done that more with Cooper? I mean, uh, with Gallup because <laughs> Gallup is a guy that throughout his career, he and Dak have had. I think yeah. more than any other receiver on this team, they've had that kind of chemistry. Well, they'll take those shots with Gallup, and he'll come down with the ball in a lot of those situations. Have you been surprised they haven't done that more? No, because I kind of feel like that there that, that that there's still some concerns about his knee, mm. you know that, and that's how that's how Washington got hurt. His foot got hurt. He got a vertical route on the left side. Ball goes up. He gets tangled up, and then now he breaks his foot. So I think there's some things that I think that Gallup is getting confident. Don't get me wrong about that. I just don't know if they want to expose him to him going all the way down the field and going up for ball and getting tangled up and coming down funny. Mm-hmm. I, it could be a little bit about the confidence factor there. I think that I think the more that he plays, the better he feels about his his knee. And they've they've done a great job, him and Britt Brown, of coming back healthy and all that. But I just don't know if they want to expose that. But we'll see with Washington. You're right. I mean, that's a guy that you know when you, back in the day he was a vertical player until Ben Roethlisberger became washed. <laughs> you know, and then that's you know once he was washed, they weren't throwing the ball down the field anymore. Yeah. I don't right. know what it is about him. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope Washington gets out there and starts doing some things. I felt really, really bad on how things went down. I mean, he started training camp, and since the moment he got there, he was like he was dealing with something. He kept going out there, trying to fight it off, and then it just progressively got to the point where he, he was out and, and had to go through. Never the saw him him and Tolbert and those guys during the OTAs or the mini camps yeah. or anything like that. You never saw him. And then he got to training camp and basically the first day he got hurt. And so people on Twitter are asking me, what do you expect from Washington? I'm like, I don't know. I've seen him practice one time. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of, I mean, I know what he was at Pittsburgh, but are you expecting the same thing here? I, I, I like the fact that Nick has talked about that maybe you'll see some downfield throws. You know that that seems like a pretty good way to kind of uh, you know get a guy going again. Yeah, and and from watching him at practice, and I trust the scouts. Obviously, he has talent. He wouldn't be here if he didn't. But th- there's just something about him and like his physique and body type that I'm that just doesn't match with with I guess my prototype for what I would like in a wide receiver. And I just have, I just have. That's why me personally, I don't see it when people say, "Why is there not that much excitement?" Me personally, I just don't see him being, I guess, that athletic or making those type of catches that you would be like super impressed with. But again, he's here for a reason. So I'm just battling with that with 
me what I personally like in a wide receiver versus what he actually looks like. Uh, Health-wise, he's moving around pretty well, and he looks ready to go. And we've been saying it seems like he's been ready to go for a while. He's been ready for a while, yeah. He just hasn't been fully... I guess, given the green light, but hopefully we will get to see it this weekend and and finally see what he can actually do. All right, let's take a phone call from Stan in Orange, Texas. Stan, what up? How you doing, guys? How you doing? Happy birthday, Ambar. Thank you. Hey, I just had a quick question. Do you think uh, the Cowboys have a a package or two for Turpin and they're just not showing it? They're waiting (laughs) for the playoffs, maybe the Eagles? Uh, I just think the guy's electrifying and he could really give a spark here and there all right thank you very much thank you appreciate the call mccarthy was asked about that today and he he said yeah we haven't seen much because the question came up about turpin playing really he's been playing the full year because of the usfl stuff and so yeah i kind of felt like coming out of the bye that they would have this would be an opportunity for them to sit down and incorporate some ideas of how they want to play with turpin and I, I do. I think you're going to have some games at the end. You're absolutely going to have to win Philadelphia, Titans, maybe the Commanders. That, that game is all going to probably be for some type of positioning. And that's when you break out those plays. Yeah. That's when you break out those plays on third down that you maybe have some type of – and I know I'm not going to use the word screen because this team can't screen worth a damn. <laughs> but they're going to do something to kind of figure out how to get the ball in his hands. I think I, I, They absolutely got stuff for him. They have to. And, and you know, I think this week's going to be a big week for him. I, I'm, I'm, I'm predicting um, a touchdown for him on uh, – maybe even on offense, but – but definitely on a punt return. I think they're going to make him punt a lot. I think Houston punts a lot in this game. Yeah. Field position is going to be important. I think they, they, you know, you've been noticing they don't kick it deep to him that much. They, they, they angle away from him. That's why I think he's an underrated weapon on this team. He's done a really nice job, but I do think he gets chances this week. I think he takes one of the house. All right, we're going to get a call from Marquise in uh, in Virginia. Marquise, what up? Hey, how y'all doing, Breakthrough? Good, um, how you doing? I'm good. I think Tyron... Of course, it's going back to left. I think Tyler should go to left guard. I think if a three-year guy, three- or four-year guy in McGovern is battling with a rookie, I don't think that's a competition. So I think if he got all this upside that people wanted to keep him at left tackle, it should be easy to move him over to guard, you know, and let him build there. Because I really think that was coach beat regarding him not actually beating out McGovern in training camp. I think they wanted the rookie to earn it. And that's why they kept saying that. But I think if Tyrone had been healthy, Tyler would have been right beside him when the season started. So that's my thoughts. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks for the call. I mean, they went through all of training camp. Yeah. And and he hadn't beaten them out yet. Oh. And so, um, you know, I, I hear what you're saying in um, the off season. I mean, I, yeah. I get it. If it's off season, let's play t- Tyler and, and let's build him because, yeah, he's going to, you know. But it's not like a third-year vet is, is like, old. I mean, like, he's he's still kind of developing as well. McGovern is developing too. But you got to play the, the guy that will keep Dak Prescott upright. you got to face the guy against Philly or whoever, Tennessee, you know, Jacksonville, all, all these teams. You got to face. You got to put the best left guard that knows what he's doing and understands what this guy's doing and what we need to do. And if it's not Tyler Smith to tomorrow, then he'll be okay. Yeah. The, this coaching staff, this co- this offensive line, everything. This is about this year. It's not about the future. So yeah, he might be better at some point, but it's not today. If well, I that's think that's the case. very well said. I, I, you know, and and coaches get into a mode too where they where they do. It's about the trust, and yeah. not that they don't. 
you know, it's not that they fully don't trust Tyler Smith, is they they do trust Connor McGovern. And I think there was a time where Connor McGovern was not the favorite of of Joe Philbin. Mm-hmm. I think Connor McGovern has worked in the offseason, has built himself up, has gotten better as he's you know, as he's played. And I think Joe Philbin now respects him. I think Joe Philbin likes him. I I, I think initially there wasn't a time that wasn't a Joe Philbin guy. You know that was somebody else's guy, so I I kind of feel like that that uh, that they're going to go with the guy that they feel the most comfortable with, and that's not a slam on Tyler Smith. It's just that everything that Nick just said is absolutely right about you know knowing what to do, playing the position, being comfortable there, and you know and and going forward. I mean, just just look at the Odell thing. I mean, the whole situation is about this year. Yeah, we're not worried about it next year. We'll worry about next year. Next year, we're worried about this year. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, do you think – and we know that, I mean, on O-line it's not really an area where you are constantly rotating guys or anything. But, it's not ideal. Right. <laughs> but is there any concern or how highly or percentage-wise concern as to Tyron Smith getting re-injured mm. at some point – and in that instance, I mean, is it like, okay, you just keep him in, see how far he can take yes. it, or do you try to ease his load by just maybe – and well, again, you don't rotate guys really there, but could this be a scenario where maybe that's something you would even try to do where you now rotate him with a guy like Tyler Smith? Yeah. I mean, I think that I think you're onto something, though. I think early, maybe even in the Jacksonville game, mm-hmm. that when they get him back, it might be a rotating system, and then you determine like, okay, everything's cool, everything's good, full on, let's go against Philadelphia. He's the starter at left tackle, and if they play 75 plays, he's going to play all 75 plays. That's your hope. But yeah, I, I think there's some there's some thought about getting him acclimated, and that Jacksonville game might give you the opportunity to rotate him a little bit until you kind of figure out that's what he needs to do. I think you're 100% right about that because that's really what happened in training camp. If you yeah. think about it, they didn't move – uh, they didn't completely move Tyler Smith there. They wanted Connor McGovern to get some left guard reps because to protect themselves yeah. if and when something happened to Ty- uh, Tyron Smith. Yeah. So that's why they both kind of did some things there. So I don't think you can go full blown like Tyler. Tyron's the, the guy at left, you know. Can someone get a nickname? I mean, God, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith. Yeah. Well, old, see now you old wonder, guy, young guy. You wonder though if they would go back to Tyler Smith or now is this is Jason Peters the guy? Yeah, if Tyron if Tyron is not Tyron, in, if Tyron's not in, Jason, yeah. is it Jason Peters, the guy that's going to play the left tackle spot? Guys, when Ty- did we get to a point where we got this many options to play? Right <laughs> no, it's here. a good problem to have, no, by the is. way. We've a really great been, problem. But to have. they need they, they you know they've crazy. kind they've kind of set it up to where if if something happens to Tyron Smith, that Jason Peters yeah. is the left tackle yeah the way it's set up but let me ask you this amber i got the impression you guys took it a little took the answer a little differently than the way i thought you were asking the way i thought you were asking was not necessarily easing him back in but even going beyond that going to the philly game and the titans game and maybe even into the playoffs do you keep rotating him in and out tyrant in and out Mm -hmm. in order to lessen his load and hopefully keep him healthy is that the way you're asking it yes and at the same time you're keeping a guy like tyler smith Right. Ready in case something happens. Like you're not just let's say if he doesn't move to guard, you you keep him active and out there rather than giving him let's say three weeks off where he's not playing. See, I was. Right. So, what I, you, I, so what are your thoughts on well, that? See, I was willing. I was willing. I was, willing to, I was willing to give him a little bit of a mental and physical break. 
That's what I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. Because if you know, it, it, I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily cut and dry yet what they're going to do at left guard. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 but I, I, but I have a feeling if something happens to Tyron Smith, it's not like they're getting Jason Peters ready to play left tackle. Which to me, I'm like, wait a minute, Tyler Smith played the majority think, of the whole year. You know, I think everything you guys are saying comes down to how he plays because when yeah. you, anytime you rotate players or in any any sport. If there's a huge drop off, then obviously you don't do it that much. And I think we have to just see how Tyron plays. If Tyron Smith plays at a high high level and he is a much better player than Tyler Smith, I don't think you'll see that that often. But I the, think the rotation. I don't think you see the rotation that often if yeah. it's a big big change. But but would you? But I think that's the question she's asking. Would you, you consider doing that? Because because at other positions. Maybe you would consider it more. I think the point she's making is offensive line, obviously they don't typically do that. But because this player is has the injury history that he does, does it make sense for the Cowboys? And we've seen they've had, they've done it more than you see most teams do it when it comes to rotating an offensive lineman. Do you think they should have a game plan where they say, we're going to play Tyron, but we're only going to play him for a certain number of snaps per game because we're trying to make sure that he stays healthy throughout I, this run? I would do it against Jacksonville. I wouldn't do it, it against – if, if, if he shows me that he could play and he's capable of playing – I'm going to ride him until they say, yeah. You're going to ring every little morsel no, no, you can no, get no. out of it. I, I get it. And I and I and I you're right though. There yeah. there is a there is an injury history there and you're just hoping that he can get through this next month and then through the playoffs. That's what you're really yeah. but if it happens, once that happens, then I'm like Put Tyler Smith back at, at left tackle. Put McGovern at left guard, and go play. And, you still and, go. Yeah. And, and don't worry. And now in the off season, we'll talk about what we're going to do with Tyron Smith. Yeah, remember though, coming out of the Jacksonville game, you have back to back short weeks. You've yeah. got a six days yeah. before the Eagles game, and then you've got five days before the Titans game. So yeah. that's that's rare for an NFL schedule to yeah. have back to back a one short week and then a shorter week to follow it up. So some of this stuff. All, everybody's got to be ready to go for things yeah. like that. And that might be also another reason why you say maybe Tyron doesn't play the full scope in yeah. both of those games right. because you might say, hey, we got those back-to-back short weeks. He may need a little more time to get yep. ready, so we might want to mix those those reps up a little bit between all those guys. Once again, great problem to have. We're going to take our final break. We'll come back. we got more questions rolling in. Call us, 888-855-2297. This is The Break. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. This week! 
Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to the break. The NFL is back in Las Vegas with the reimagined Pro Bowl games. It's also back with the Raiders. But also the Pro Bowl and the roster is in your hands. Vote now and see your favorite players compete like never before. Text vote to... 635 635 or visit nfl.com slash pro bowl games vote welcome back final segment of the break live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we got some questions we're going to roll through here in the final segment and then at the end of the segment we're going to get the much anticipated predictions of what we think will happen this weekend cowboys versus <laughs> why does that look brian no, looks thought... at me over his glasses <laughs> like what no I, I, was just, I was thinking you were going to say something that we're going to get the penalty shootout again between Brazil and Croatia. Is that what we're watching here? We're getting close again. It's going to be one, it's of, one to we one. Might, and we they might, got there yeah. plus minutes. We're all about. Which I don't understand. Yeah, we're all no about the. Yeah, we got two minutes of added time here in a one-one yeah. one game. But yeah, the, the predictions that'll be yeah. interesting. This yeah, week. I'm sure we got lots of great predictions. Nobody both knows of these what we're scores have this. happened in extra time. That's correct. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Is that is that rare? Well, they went 90 minutes and nobody scored, and, and so they sudden, went to overtime. And they don't do overtime like sudden death. It's just you play a 30 minutes. Sounds like Tampa Bay on uh, Monday night. So, so yeah. they both scored. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, let's get back to it. We got a call from Brandon in Las Vegas. Brandon, what up? What's going on, guys? What's hey, up? just a good question here. Um, when it comes to the Cowboys, it seems like when they have, and I hope I'm not nitpicking here, and Nick has kind of touched on it for years, if I'm not mistaken, <clears throat> they'll find plays and they'll run plays that work and they'll have some success with them, and then they feel like they're outsmarting everybody. So put those plays in the tuck, and they won't run them anymore, specifically the lead draw. Against the NFC North teams, they had a lot of success running the lead draw against, I don't know if it was against, just because it was a, they were getting a certain look from the front that the NFC North teams were playing, but they had a lot of success running that, and I just wonder why they don't run the lead draw as much as you would think they would when they have success with it. It was one of the staple plays in the early 90s, and it's still a great running play. And if I could piggyback off that really quick, one of my favorite plays that the Cowboys would run, and I'm not for sure if it was under Bill Callahan, but they would run this, uh, they would pull Tyron Smith through the A-gap, and he would get upfield, he would go get the linebacker, go get the safety, whoever was in the, in the hole at that time, and they don't even run that play anymore. <laughs> and it was a really successful play. Why do you think and Tyra Smith can still move? Well, that, that, that's the question. I mean, I, thanks for the call. I mean, that, that, that's that's the big question right there about why doesn't that guy, you know, why doesn't Tyron Smith, I mean, if you watch him play, even practice, I mean, he's got to get elbow pads and, and, and all this. He's, he looks like a robot out there. And so 
to get him on the move, I don't think he does that as much. That's probably my reason of why you don't see him doing that as much. Yeah, and the question also becomes, even if he could with his injury history, at some point do you say we don't want to put him at risk? Because yeah. when he's doing that kind of stuff, there's probably a little more risk of injury. Wham the nose. Yeah, wham the nose. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> wham the nose. Like it's it, There's there's more of a chance of injury. So there are lots of things that factor into why an offensive coordinator would say, hey, let's not do this as much anymore or let's do more of this. I don't think it's as simple as just, well, it worked before, so let's just keep doing it. I think there are a lot of factors involved. It's a technique that Bill teaches. It's a reach technique. Instead of reaching flat, he teaches to reach, take your foot, reach for depth, and then the angle will get you back up the field. Instead of going flat and just getting flattened out, he teaches depth, and then the depth opens your hips and then gets you around the fi- up the field. So what happens to you is, like I say, you just don't keep pushing flat, 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 and then there's the defender has that opportunity. Depth allows you that defender's kind of in the, like, oh, I don't feel that tackle. Now the tackle's in a position with this angle to cut that playoff. It's just a technique thing that Bill used to teach. He actually did it on the backside, too. Doug Free would do it, too, mm-hmm. on some of the stuff that they would have. So it's just something that they do. The draw stuff is really all about fronts. It's about mm-hmm. the front. If you have a front that's really aggressive and plays gaps, that they're, they're you know, like – this this team the the Texans are a slant team and you know and we've talked about Rod Marinelli because of Lovey Smith is a disciple of Rod Marinelli they'll play gaps so you'll see guys jumping in gaps you know and trying to quickly get into those gaps so sometimes though those draw plays don't work as well against those teams if you have teams that play two gap then you can kind of hold them at the line, and they're trying. They're looking for the ball, and they're trying to. And then they're thinking pass rush, so they're trying to get up the field, and that's where you pop the draw on them, stuff like that. So depending on if you have teams that are aggressive, that sometimes that could disrupt your draw. But if you have teams that play a little two gap, or kind of they mm-hmm. they're looking for where the ball is, and then they're saying, oh, there it is, and then they're thinking pass, so that now they rush, and then the ball goes right by them. That's that's really the kind of the difference there. One was a technique thing, and the other was like when teams play two gap against you. All right, next question from Noah Brown. He says, how much, if anything, can we expect from <laughs> I'm on the bench former... this week. Right. <laughs> how much, if anything, can so we expect yeah. from former Vikings cornerback Mackenzie Alexander? I talked to some teams about him that know him very, very well and kind of got a little bit of a thumbnail about him. He's a, he is an inside player only, like a slot corner. Mm. Kind of grabby, kind of a handsy kind of a player. Seven-year vet. He's 5'10", 192 pounds, I think is what he is. But everybody I've talked to about him is he's a guy that's capable of playing in the slot. That's what he does the best. You put him on the outside, it's not as, as good as when you play him inside. Guys felt like around the league he still had something left. You know, but he he was he got an injury settlement, I believe, in Miami in September. Didn't do anything until he got put on the practice squad with the Cowboys. So he's probably been dealing with a little bit of trying to get healthy and get things going back. But really, just a slot player only. Maybe that's something that they're yeah. looking at for their team. And you really want to have a a backup guy there. I mean, Deron Bland's done it. And he's done it well, and he keeps getting better and better. But uh, you do want a, a guy, you know, and maybe he's a call up on on game day where you know you could play some special teams, but also like if anything were to happen in the game, because I don't think Joseph's a guy that you could slide in there. I don't think Nashawn Wright can do it. Yeah, uh, you, you need a a veteran guy who can do it. Question from Charlie Hill. How concerned are you about the secondary at this point? Not Sunday. 
not really concerned. On just Sunday. in general, going general, down, going down the stretch, right? Without the two cornerbacks when, that you started the season, I think you've got a great corner. I think you have an All-Pro corner in Trayvon Diggs. Yep. Most teams don't have two really good receivers, and so he can he can match up. He he's shown that. Philly has two good receivers, yeah. and that's a team you're gonna have to face. I think San Francisco's got some teams to uh, play uh, receivers as well. If you have to face Tampa Bay, that could be a challenge. So when you, uh, yeah, Minnesota maybe, Minnesota, Minnesota yeah. the Commanders, everybody but the Giants. If the Giants were to get in, they don't really have the receivers that you would have. Does to. Washington have another one that you? I mean, because McLaurin and, and hasn't really done much on digs, but is there another guy? Yeah, the kid that for, they drafted from Penn State, Dotson. Oh, yeah, Dotson. 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 He's, he's, yeah, he's coming on too. Yeah. Samuel, they got him. So I, I did Seattle. Did you say Seattle? No, I I didn't say Seattle, but yeah, I got two. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, yeah. So that's I think when you when you're facing some corners, I mean, some some teams that have uh, different different weapons there. Yeah, I think it's something to look at and see if if what Joseph does, what what these corners do here in the next few weeks. This is where Dan Quinn owned, uh, is going to get his money. I mean, if he can find, figure out what he knows, what he's got. Potentially at corner, he knows he like Nick says he's got an All Pro in one, and he knows that teams are not going to attack the All Pro. They're going to attack the other guys, whoever you line up over on the other side. So Quinn's going to have to figure out ways to mask what he's got over there, whether it's through coverage, whether he rolls guys up, whether he puts guys over the top, whether he brackets, where he buzzes linebackers out in the flat. He's going to have to figure out ways to help uh, Joseph play in these games. He know he he knows he can leave Diggs by himself and he'll be fine. Don't worry about that. All the other resources in the secondary need to be talked or focused on Joseph or whoever plays that left corner for the Cowboys. I trust Dan Quinn, but I don't trust the timetable. So I don't trust the timing and, and, and what's left for a guy like Kelvin Joseph to be able to grow into what the Cowboys need him to be. So that's the biggest concern there for me. Yeah, this is gonna. I, I I personally I am quite concerned about it just because I think it's not just the loss of Anthony Brown. I mean, you've got Jordan Lewis also, who yeah. I think people have forgotten about. Right. So really, you're down to the fourth cornerback right. and the fifth cornerback. I think Deron Bland is a really good cornerback. He is. I do think though he is young and inexperienced, and you start playing teams that have more experienced receivers with better quarterbacks, like you will in the playoffs. I think that could still be a challenge. And then, obviously, Kelvin Joseph being out there. So I am very concerned about it. I want to see how well they adapt to this. Maybe they step up to the challenge. Maybe Dan Quinn finds a way to limit their liability. I think all those things are possible. But until I see it, that's an area of concern for me. All right, let's get to it. Let's uh, figure out what you guys think is going to happen this weekend, Cowboys versus Texans. Let's start with you, Nick. Um, I think Dallas is just way better. Um, I, I think that in the fourth quarter or second half, I, I think Houston will probably get a little points there, make some plays. I don't think it'll be completely like dominant, like you know, 30, 40 point win. I got 34 16. I forgot what I said on the radio, but I think it's like 34 16. That's what yeah. I'm looking at. Amber? Uh, I think it goes over the 40 again. <laughs> uh, I think this is a perfect game for them to do so. I think the defense going to be on fire, but I do think that something's going to happen on Kelvin Joseph's side where he's going to do something, and that would allow for at least a touchdown or some type of score, whether it's a field goal or an actual touchdown for for Houston. But Cowboys, this is going to be a blowout. 28-9. to that's what this is going to be. And, uh, you know, the Cowboys could go again in the 30s or 40s, like Amber always talks about. Just kind of feel like that they'll get their four touchdowns. They'll figure out a way to play defense. Davis Mills probably won't do very much to you. You need to hold the running game in check. But 
I could see some mistakes along the way. I could see the Texans having to kick field goals. They got a good field goal kicker. You know, maybe they don't get in the red zone like you know or finish off drive. So. 28 to 9 with the Cowboys today. All right. Yeah, I, I think I agree with everybody here. I, I do think by halftime, though, I think we're going to be doing a lot of what everybody was doing last week, where they're like, man, what's going on? Why, why is this team blown out yet? Um, and I think once you get to that point, halftime will happen. The Cowboys will get rolling. I think the final score is 41 9. I think it's another 40 <laughs> point game for them. Uh, again, I just, think, I just think once they figure it out and start rolling, I, I, the better teams have not been able to stop the Cowboys once yeah. they start rolling. So I, I expect them to get rolling at some point. I just don't know when that's going to happen because the Cowboys get slow starts. And I do think this Texas team will be as excited as they possibly can and will throw out everything they can possibly throw out and throw at the Cowboys this week to try to get this win. It just won't be enough. They're just not yeah. as good a team. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. Let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian brought us Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?